Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Tonight, like I said, we're starting a new series, a new Wednesday night series. And uh, what it's going to be called, turn to your neighbor, and this is our series for the next um, however number of weeks. Say, when faith gets fun. When faith gets fun. So what the thought is behind this um, series is that sometimes we can almost have a despondent posture when it comes to faith. But by that, I mean somebody can ask you a question. It'll be like so-and-so, you know, how your life is going. And you're like, oh, well, you know, it's going. You know, I'm taking it day by day. I'm, I'm really living by faith right now. And, and we seem to make as if living by faith is a disadvantage or as if living by faith is, is something that is like a degrading place to be at when um, really faith isn't something that should produce anxiety in our life. We shouldn't feel anxious when we think about stepping out by faith, or we shouldn't feel disheartened when we think, oh, well, you know, I'm living on faith right now. Really, faith doesn't bring anxiety. It's supposed to bring security. And that's what I think we need to get at is we need to get at a place when faith is fun, when faith gets fun, because faith is really what activates freedom in our life. Faith is really what takes off the limitations of the world, and we step into the calling that we have in front of us that is all activated by faith and what the world will try to do to us and say to us and what society will try to put on us um, is putting that if we are living by faith or, or if we're living every step that we take by, by completely taking it by faith and maybe we're doing or we're doing something wrong or that's not a place to be and sometimes we can we can treat a, a life of faith like I'm living on faith right now or I'm oh I'm really living by faith right now we can almost treat faith um and like hear me correctly we can treat living by faith like a, like the Christian rehab like I'm living by faith right now and soon I'll be out of it I'll be back on my feet but I messed up a little bit so I'm really living by faith but God's gonna make a way and when he does I'm gonna back out you know but that's not how it's supposed to be. Faith is supposed to be fun. Faith is supposed to be something that is fulfilling, not something that feels like we've done something wrong. Faith is something that we do right. That is when faith gets fun. That is when freedom is activated. So I'm excited about this series because I want us to start getting excited about living a life of faith. I want us to be so hyped up about the thought that God's going to make a way where I don't see it. God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. I want us to be excited about stepping out by faith even though it's uncertain. I want us to get to a point where faith is fun. So what we're going to look at and what part one's going to be is going to be from Scripture uh, of the book of Luke, uh, chapter 18, verses 35 through 43. Um, that is chapter 18, verse 35 through 43. We're going to take a look at this man who we know from passages in, in Mark and Matthew that his name is um, Bartimaeus. And so we're going to take a look at this, at blind Bartimaeus' life. We're going to take a peek into, into his, his, what took place in his life. And we're about to read about it. So a little context about this scripture is that this is one week or close to one week before Jesus is going to be crucified. So this is near the end of his ministry. This is near the end of his three years. And he is actually on his way to Jerusalem when he was going through Jericho. And this is where we 
pick up in verse 35. It says, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front of him yelled. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped. He said, when Jesus heard him, he stopped. Who's thankful that we, we serve a Savior who will stop on a dime when he hears us calling his name? That's what's so awesome about Jesus is that as soon as it says, as soon as we lift up his name, it says, I am there among us. It says that he stopped and he ordered that the man be brought to him. And as the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Right? Sometimes Jesus asks some obvious questions. <laughs> but who knows, sometimes it takes us speaking it to see it. And he said, Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God, too. Turn to your neighbor and say the title for tonight's message. Say, faith over feelings. Faith over feelings. Let's pray over the service tonight. Let's pray with me. Father, we thank you that we have gathered tonight under your name. Father, we, we've gathered tonight with no ulterior, ulterior motives, God. We just want to see your will begun, Father. We just want to see your spirit come in, Father. Transform us from the inside out, God. We've came into this place with one reason on our mind, and it's that's to be closer to you, Jesus. So we thank you for open minds and soft hearts in the place. We thank you, Father, that your spirit is taking over tonight. We thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders tonight, God. Just communicate to you, church, God, what you want to communicate, Father. We're just your hands and feet. We're just your willing vessel, God. We're just ready to partake together the word of God. We love you, Jesus. And everybody says, amen, amen, amen. It seems like right now, or maybe not it seems like it is right now, that we live in a society that is driven by feelings and emotions. That is, that society tells us that if you feel like doing it, then do it. If you don't feel like doing it, then don't do it. If it feels right, it is right. If it feels wrong, then it is wrong. And we're driven or we're told that what we feel what we, is to be connected to what we do and that our, our emotions. And, and we just live in a society that's driven by all that. And then as emotions, yes, they are God-given, but that doesn't mean that we're supposed to be emotionally driven. Emotions are meant to be uh, a gauge of life, not a guide to our life. But we can be confused at times because our feelings can be so strong, our emotions can be so strong that seems to, to sweep over us. But if there's something I've learned is that if we live by our feelings, that will only leave us feeling empty. That any time I try to just chase after things out of emotion or out of feelings, it never left me feeling the way I thought it would. But I've, I've seen and I've learned that there's only one way to, to feel that hole in the inside of me, and that's not to chase after feelings, but that's to chase after Jesus. And that's when, that's when really faith gets tough because we don't always feel like having faith. 
there's, all, there's, there's times, there's moments in our lives when it doesn't feel like things are going right. It doesn't feel like things are looking good, and you don't feel like taking that step. You don't feel like stepping out, and your feelings and your emotions are telling you all the things opposite of what faith is telling you. And so we wait till things feel right to have faith, but if we, if we just wait until things feel right to have faith, our, our faith would never come. See, we are called to be faith-driven people, not feeling-driven people. Because our feelings and our emotions a lot of times are opposite of our faith. They can make us indecisive of our faith. They can make us feel like doing one thing when God is telling us to do the opposite thing. I mean, who can agree with me? Anytime it feels like God is pulling me so hard, the, the world is pulling me in the opposite direction, and I'm in a fight with my emotions, and I don't know who is right and who is wrong. But I'm not going to wait until everything feels right before I have faith. And that's what this message is going to be about is, is choosing faith over feelings, chasing after faith instead of being driven by our emotions. And we're going to take a look at this, at this blind beggar, this, this man whose name is Bartimaeus. We're going to look at his life because there was many things in that story we just read. There was many things that he had to overcome, that he had to push through. There's many feelings that he had to push aside to step up and step into his faith. In verse 15, it says that, it says that he was a blind beggar, and yet he was sitting beside the road. So not only was he blind, right? He, he was blind, he can't see. But when he was calling out to Jesus, when he was calling out to, to the son of David, he couldn't really hear his response. It, people are all around him. People are telling him to be quiet. People are yelling at him. And there's a, a large crowd in front of him all trying to get the intention from the same person. And so not only does he not really see Jesus, but he can't really hear him. I, there's a lot of times in our walk of faith that at times we don't really see how Jesus is going to work things out for us. We don't really see how all these things, how God's going to work it out. And not only that, but we can't even hear what he's trying to tell us. And all these conflicting things are happening on the inside of us, and we don't really see it. We don't really feel it. We don't really hear it. And then God expects us to step out by faith. And at those times when it's at most uncertain, that's when faith is at its hardest to step out. Because, see, this blind beggar, Bartimaeus, he, he was uncertain even if he would call out to Jesus, even if he would answer. He was uncertain. He couldn't see him. He couldn't really hear him. But that didn't stop out from him crying out to him. If there's one thing I've learned is that there might be times I don't feel Jesus or see Jesus or hear Jesus, but that doesn't mean he's not there. The world will try to convince you when your life is not looking right that that means Jesus is, is, has been cast you aside. There are times when, when you can't really hear him. There will be times when you can't really see what he's doing. And the world and your feelings and your emotions will try to tell you that if you can't see him, if you can't feel him, and you can't hear him, he must not be there. But find Bartimaeus, even though he did those things, he still cried out to him. And that's point one for tonight is that we need to have faith even despite being uncertain. Having faith despite being uncertain. See, even though we are un uncertain, we still have to cry out to him. 
There's going to be times in our lives, again, we're talking about when faith gets fun, there's going to be times in our lives when everything's going to look uncertain, when things are not going to look like they're adding up, when things are going to look like they're not coming out to the way we thought that they should, and the world's going to try to hamper us down so we wouldn't call out to him. The world's going to try to deny our faith just like they did to the blind beggar so we wouldn't call out to him. But when we step out by faith, even when we're uncertain, that's when obedience steps in. Because it might be hard to, to see the big picture sometimes or hear what he is saying, but that doesn't mean that, that he's not here with us. That, that doesn't mean that he's not just, that our breakthrough is not just a step away. Because blind Bartimaeus had every reason to stay silent. He had every reason not to take out that step. He had every reason, but because he couldn't hear him, he couldn't see him, he, he couldn't even sense him. But despite all of that, he still stepped out. See, faith is being obedient even when you're uncertain. That's what faith is. Even when I'm uncertain about this next step, I'm still going to take that step. I'm still going to be obedient. You see, Notice he cried out, he cried out to Jesus and he said, Son of David, he said, Have mercy on me. You know, if I was Bartimaeus at that time, I would say, Jesus, I've been sitting on the side of the road for years. I've been doing my dues, I've been doing everything right. I deserve this miracle. Right? He could have easily went up to Jesus and told him what he deserved. I've been doing everything right. I, I've, I've, I've been, this is not even my fault. This is, I'm, I'm blind by birth. This is not my fault. And he could have told Jesus what he deserved. But even, but instead of asking for a miracle, he asked for mercy. I think that's what's powerful about Bartimaeus is that he didn't tell Jesus what he wanted. He just asked Jesus for mercy. See, faith isn't telling God what you deserve. See, faith isn't saying, God, I want this. I want that. I deserve this. I've been a good person here. I've been a good employee there. I deserve a raise. I deserve a better job. I deserve that. That's not faith. See, faith is when you say, God, I know that in your eyes, I know that I come up short, but by the blood of Jesus, I know that you will have mercy on me. And I know that there are things in my life, but I'm going to trust you. Instead of me asking for what I want, I'm going to ask for your will. I'm going to ask for mercy. And that's what he got. You see, that's what we need to do with our faith. It's not just to ask what we think we deserve. We just need to ask for the will of God. And saying, God, I trust you more than I trust myself. I trust your plan more than I trust my plan. And when you take that step of faith, I'm telling you, church family, not only is God going to meet our needs, but he's going to do some awesome things in our life. Because Bartimaeus had no idea what was about to happen. He didn't even ask, right? He just called out to him, have mercy on me. And that's when Jesus heard him. So we got to have faith even when we feel uncertain. we got to have faith even when it feels like we shouldn't. Because life, if it was up to life, we would never have faith. But because we live a life of faith, it says in Scripture that to live by faith is to be righteous in the eyes of God. So if we're going to live by faith, we have to deny our feelings. We have to deny our emotions sometimes. It says in verse 38, it says, so he began shouting. This is Bartimaeus. He began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And all the people Everybody around him said, be quiet. Have you ever been there in life? 
where you're asking something of God and it seems like life is trying to shut you up, you know. Like you're saying, God, I'm trying to get more of you. I'm trying to do this. And, and, and life, this one after another is trying to hamper your faith, trying to hamper your voice. But I like what he did. Instead of him being quiet, instead of him standing down, instead of him saying, oh, okay, okay, I, I'll stop. It said that he only shouted the louder, son of David, have mercy on him. See, he didn't let what people say scare him out of his faith. That's point number two tonight is that, is that we need to start having faith despite what people said. Having faith despite what people said. Because people are not always going to agree with your faith. If you're waiting on people's permission to have faith, it's never going to come. If you're waiting for the opinion of people to line up with yours, with what your idea is faith is, it's never going to come. You see, blind Bartimaeus, he, he was at the, the lowest of society. He was the lowest of lows. Nobody cared what he said. Nobody cared what, what he wanted. Nobody cared about him being heard by Jesus. Nobody wanted him to speak out. See, society is not always going to agree with our faith. Society is not always going to, to encourage us to push forward into what God wants for us. There's going to be times when we're going to have to say, in spite of what has been said, in spite of what people think, in spite of what society says I should do, I'm going to follow after what God is telling me to do. See, we can't wait for faith to be popular before we have it, because if we do that, then faith is never going to come. We can't wait for affirmation. We can't wait for somebody's permission. We have to know that when we are a child of God, that when we have somebody greater on the inside of us, then we have all the right that we need to speak out by faith. What happens is that we wait for opinions. We wait for, for people to, to give us the they almost allow us to step out by faith. They say, now you deserve it, or now you're ready for it. You see, he was the lowest of society, and nobody thought he was worthy of being noticed. Nobody thought that this blind beggar was worthy of Jesus' time, because here comes a man, here comes Jesus, and like we talked about, he is a week away from the, from the cross. He is a week away from the greatest moment in human history that's going to take our sins away and restore some of the inside out. He's one week away from that. He's a busy man. Matter of fact, he's doing something so great that nobody has done something as great as that since. And he's on his way to Jerusalem where they're going to have what we call Palm Sunday, and they were going to um, encourage him and they, the, before um, the cross, and he's on his way to do that, but he stops in his tracks for a blind beggar. That's what surprises me, is that there's people around him calling on him. There's people around Jesus begging for his attention because right now Jesus is at his peak of, of popularity with the people, and everybody wants a piece of Jesus. Everybody's calling, hey, Jesus, give me a better job. Hey, Jesus, send me, you know, the lottery. Hey, Jesus, give me this, give me that. And he stops in his tracks for a blind beggar who doesn't see him, who doesn't even know if he's there. And he stops in his track for, for somebody who went unnoticed by man. A lot of us think that if we go unnoticed by man, then how can we be noticed by God? 
That's why we serve such an awesome Savior is that even if people don't give you the allowance to, even people don't encourage you to, even if nobody is encouraging you to follow after God, that doesn't mean that you don't have a Jesus on the inside of you wanting the best for you. See, there might be times we feel overlooked by man, but we will never go unnoticed by God. It doesn't matter where we find ourselves in life. There might be moments when we feel like we're the blind beggar, that we feel lost. We feel like we're at the lowest of our lows. We feel like we're unimportant. We feel like people don't have the, the, the best in minds for us. And in those moments, we don't even feel like stepping out. We don't even feel have the confidence to step out by faith. But despite of that all, despite what people said, he still stepped out. And I like what verse 43 said. It says that, and all the people who saw it praised God too. All the people who were trying to tell him to be quiet, all the people who were trying to tell him, hey, you're not worthy, you're not good enough, this is Jesus, you're a blind beggar, he's up here, you down there, you stay where you are. All those people were trying to hamper him one second was singing praises to God because of him the next. See, sometimes you better not look, like you better not listen to the people who are saying who are saying to you no or trying to hamper you because your breakthrough might be what gets them to break through. Sometimes your biggest haters are the one who need you to succeed the most. Sometimes the people are telling you to, to stand down, to stay down, to not do this, to not do that. Sometimes your breakthrough of joy might be what breaks them through. That's why we can't just listen to what people are saying. We can't just to listen to, to what everybody is saying and, and weigh the opinions of everybody and then take our next step of, of faith. We have to make sure that we are just following after only what God has for us because your joy might enable their joy. Sometimes what people have the most against you are counting on you the most to succeed. In verse 35, it, it, it says, and it says, as Jesus approached Jericho, it says there was a blind beggar on the road. What caught me in this verse is that in the book of, of Mark and the book of Matthew, it says that this, the miracle happened as they were leaving the city of Jericho, as they were leaving the city of Jericho. But the book of Luke says it happened as they were approaching the city of Jericho. And they seem to contradict each other. And so I was looking into it. I said, how can one say it happened as they approached and the other one say it, it happened as they were leaving? But as I was studying it more and as I was looking at it more, what I read is that they were both right. And they were both accurate because of this, because back in that time, there was actually two cities of Jericho. There was the old Jewish settlement of Jericho, and there was the newer Roman city, Jericho. And they're about a little over a half a mile apart. And this miracle took place in between those two cities. If there's one thing I've learned is that faith is at its most difficult when I feel like I'm in between things. When I'm in between jobs, when I'm in between two places, when I don't feel like I belong here, but I don't belong there. I don't have this friend group, but I don't belong to that friend group. I'm in between. I don't know my identity. I don't know where I belong. How can I have faith if when I don't even know where I should go? He found himself between two places. And that's the third point for tonight is that we got to have faith despite where we're at. we got to have faith despite where I'm at. That no matter where I'm at in life, 
I'm always going to have faith. It doesn't matter if I'm in between things. It doesn't matter if I'm in between two friends groups. It doesn't matter if I'm in, in between jobs. It doesn't matter if I'm in between one chaotic scenario and the next chaotic scenario, and it feels like I'm trapped, and it feels like I have nowhere else to go. That's the place where it's hardest to have faith, but that's where it's, it's going to take faith to break it through. But it says in, in Scripture that he jumped at the opportunity when he heard Jesus respond. If there's a moment that your faith should jump is when Jesus responds. A lot of times we'll be praying to God, we'll be asking for him to do something, and then we see him respond and we see an opportunity. And that's when faith needs to kick in. And it says that he jumped at the opportunity. He didn't look around. He didn't care what people were saying. He didn't care about where he was at. He didn't care about what his uncertainties were. But he jumped at the opportunity of faith. See, Jesus is always going to be there when the time is right. But the question is, is our faith going to jump at the opportunity? See, Jesus was making his way in between the two cities of Jericho and blind Bartimaeus, who thought he was no place to go, the place he needed to be, the place that Jesus was on his way, and he thought that there was nowhere out. His hope was at the lowest. He had every reason not to cry out. He had every reason to expect that there was going to be no breakthrough today, that today was going to look like any other day. Here's the thing about faith. Opportunities aren't going to come, and you're not going to see them coming from a distance. They're coming at you like this. And when that opportunity comes, the question is, our faith, is our faith going to answer? You're not going to see Jesus coming from a distance and say, okay, I see him coming. I'm going to make sure I get my faith ready. And when it gets here, I'm going to jump at it. No, it's going to happen like this. All of a sudden, you're going to be looking around, and there's going to be a, like how, the, how Bartimaeus was looking around and saying, what's, what's everybody yelling about? What's everybody talking about? They say, hey, Jesus is here. And in that moment, his faith jumped. In that moment. He didn't say, oh, he's here. Let me go in my prayer closet. His faith jumped because he was ready to call out on the name of Jesus. And here's how I know this by, in verse 37, it says when he asked the people, hey, what's going on? And they said, Jesus, the Nazarene, he, he's here. But when Bartimaeus cried out to Jesus, he didn't say, Jesus, the Nazarene, have mercy on me. What did he say? Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. Nobody told Bartimaeus he was the son of David. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. See, Jesus the Nazarene, that just meant that Jesus was from Nazareth. Jesus the son of David, that's saying, Jesus, I know who you are. You're the son of God. If there's places in our faith has to be, it's that we have to know who Jesus is. See, he knew who Jesus was. He said, not only do I know, yeah, he's from Nazareth, but he's the son of David. He, he is 100% he is man, 100% God. He's the Messiah in the flesh. He's here, right here in front of me. You have to know who Jesus is. And he looked up and, and he, he saw the crowd going by, or he didn't see it. He heard the crowd going by. He, he jumped at his opportunity and he called out upon the name of Jesus because he knew who he was. And right there I can see what the almost formula of faith is. Knowing who he is and not being scared of proclaiming who he is. Right? He knew who Jesus was to him. 
He wasn't just Jesus the Nazarene. He was Jesus, son of David. And not only that, he wasn't scared when people started telling him to be quiet. He wasn't going to stop when people say, hey, remember who you are? Because here's the thing about Bartimaeus. Everybody was cool with him being a blind beggar. Everybody was fine with that. But the moment he stepped up, the moment he started calling after God, that's when everybody around him started having a problem. And they started, hey, no, go back to your corner. Go back to begging. Go back to that old lifestyle. Go back to those old habits. If there's something I know about stepping out of faith, it's that the world will try to put us right back in the corner. Or try to silence us. Or tell us to go back to those things we know we shouldn't go back to. But that's what we have to follow. It's what he did. Is that he knew who Jesus was, and he wasn't scared to step out. He wasn't scared to say, Jesus, I know who you are. I'm not just going to ask you for what I think I deserve. I'm just going to ask you for mercy because I know you can give it. That's the thing about Jesus. Only he can give mercy. Only he's the one who can place a grace over us that gives us things beyond our dreams, beyond our expectations. And that's when, the, when faith gets fun is when we know who Jesus is. When we know who Jesus is, when we know what he can do for us, we're not afraid of stepping out. We're not afraid of what people are saying. We're not afraid of all those things. And we know without a, a shadow of a doubt that if I step out, he's going to meet me where I meet him. That's when faith gets fun. Are you all stand with me tonight? I'm going to close with this verse in. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We know it well. It, it says, for we live by faith and not by sight. For we live by believing and not by seeing. I want to close with this thought and why following faith is so important is that when, we, when we're following after faith, it frees us from following after our feelings. What faith does for us it gives us an alternative. When you live by the world's standards, when you live by society's standards, you only have one choice, and that's to follow after what you feel, follow after what your emotions are telling you, to follow, follow after all these things. But when you have Jesus on the inside of you, that's when you have the choice. I don't just have to follow after my feelings anymore. I don't have to just be emotionally driven anymore. I don't have to just be going so unstable because my feelings are unstable, my emotions are unstable, and, and you're, you're, you're going from left to right, things are up and down. But now when you have Jesus, now you can respond by faith. And when you respond by faith, it eliminates the needs to follow after what you feel. Because now you don't have to rely on the world standards anymore. Now you don't have to rely on this, your own intuition. Now you have Jesus on the inside of you. Now you have the spirit of the living God on the inside of you. And now by faith, you know where to go. And that's what frees you from our feelings. What frees us from our emotions is now we have somebody to follow who knows us better than we do. Who actually has our best intentions in mind. And when we have that, and when we know that, that's when we can step out by faith and not be scared. That's when we can step out by faith and not be worried. That's when we can step out by faith and know whatever happens, I know it's gonna, what's going to happen is going to be best for me. Because God knows me the best. So what I want us to do tonight is just 
to see what are the things in life, what are the opportunities of faith, what are the doors that are being opened that we need to step into by faith. Because I believe that there are breakthroughs in the room tonight. I believe that there are opportunities in the house tonight. And all it requires is just a little bit of faith. That's what it says in Scripture. We all know it that if we just had faith the size of a mustard seed, that then we can move mountains. That if we said to, to, to move, the mountains would move. And what, what Jesus meant by that is he's saying is that the opportunity is there. The door is right in front of you. All it takes to activate breakthrough is faith. Because see, we have such a better advantage than Bartimaeus had. See, he was waiting on Jesus to pass him by because Jesus hasn't died on the cross yet because Jesus was just really confined to that, to, in that fleshly body and, and he, the only way he could be touched by Jesus to have that encounter with him. But after the cross, after Jesus died for our sins and came into our hearts, our opportunity now is that we don't have to wait on him, but he's, on, he's inside of us. We don't have to wait for that happenstance to take place, but we know where he's at every day. We know where he's at at this moment. And so breakthroughs in front of us tonight. Our opportunity is in front of us tonight, and all it takes is just a little bit of faith. All it takes is, God, I'm going to obey you no matter what. All it takes is to look up to heaven and to ask him what steps you need to take. Because I believe that Jesus has such a big plan, has such a big vision, has so many blessings in front of us, that the only thing that is in between us is belief. And that if we just believe in him wholeheartedly, and we take that step of faith, that all those opportunities will come into reality in our lives. So I just want to sing some songs tonight, but I want us to stir up faith in the atmosphere. Because there might be breakthroughs, there might be some problems, there might be some occurrences, there might be some things in the house that God needs some faith to take care of. There might be some needs in the house that all needs faith to turn around. So let's sing some songs tonight, and let's just speak out by faith. Whatever you have in your heart, speak it out by faith, because if you speak it, and if you believe it, and if it's according to his will, it's going to happen for us. So let's sing some songs tonight. So come on, hey, let's sing. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.